Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 251 is entitled A Christmas Message, Part 1. We have talked about the many titles of Christ. If you Google it, some scholars will list a thousand names for Christ. Some names, of course, are more well-known than others. Savior. Redeemer, Only Begotten Son, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Holy One of Israel, Creator, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, Advocate, Author and Finisher of Our Faith, The Good Shepherd, Fountain of Living Waters, Messiah, Chief Cornerstone, The Lamb of God, The Bright and Morning Star, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, Alpha and Omega, the Resurrection and the Life. It is fruitful to meditate upon his titles, for they give us insight into the attributes of Christ. One cannot really pick best titles, for all are important. But if he didn't carry the titles of Savior and Redeemer, we would all be lost. And if he did not hold the title Lamb of God, he could not have saved us from the law of justice. Christ had to voluntarily sacrifice his life for our sins. And if he did not hold the title, the resurrection in the life, our bodies would never rise from the dead. I like the titles King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I have often asked myself, what kings is he king of? And what lords is he lord of? At first, I thought he was talking about earthly nobility, but that's not probable. He cared nothing for earthly rank. The nobles he knew sought to bring about his death. He is talking about his heavenly kingdom. Those who inherit his kingdom become kings and lords. Those are the only titles he acknowledges. Speaking to those who were trying to stone him, he said, John ten thirty one through 36 Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself a god. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him, whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world. Thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. John the Revelator records, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests, unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Notice the titles that John gives to Christ. Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, 
and the prince of the kings of the earth. Especially at Christmas, we like to celebrate the birth of Christ. We have so many inspiring and glorious songs. Away in a manger, O holy night, O little town of Bethlehem, the first Noel, O come all ye faithful, silent night, hark the herald angels sing, joy to the world. And in sacred literature, of course, we have Luke's version of the birth of Christ. But Christ was God before he came to the earth. He did not begin his mission on earth. For the full story of Christ, we must go back into the eternities. We must view Christ as the Creator. John 1, 1-5 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We learn from John that Christ, the only begotten Son, was with the Father in the beginning, before the world was created. We also learn that Christ was God. We learn that it was Christ who created the world and everything in it. But we learn much more. We learn that in Him was life. We naturally celebrate the birth of Christ, thinking of Him as a babe in Bethlehem, with its nice alliteration. Perhaps we should also think of our own birth. It was Christ who created our bodies. It was Christ who gave us life. John tells us that the life was the light of men. It is Christ who was spoken of by Moses. Genesis 1, 1 1-5 In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. In John's version, he said, In the beginning was the Word. Well, the Word could be substituted with the name Christ. In Moses' version, the word Christ could be substituted for God. In the beginning was Christ, and Christ was with God, and Christ was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Christ, and without Christ was not anything made that was made. In Christ was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I love the correlation between the version of John and the version of Moses. John uses the phrase, In the beginning was the word. Moses uses the phrase, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And then John plays on that phrase when he says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Could he be referring to the fact that science today studies the earth with incredible instruments, yet denies Christ as the Creator? Could John be talking about the learned when he said, The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It was Paul who said, Ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Christ is also the God of the Old Testament. When Moses saw the burning bush, it was Christ or Jehovah who spoke to him. Exodus 3, 3-6 
And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. The purpose of the law of Moses was to teach about Christ. Everything pointed to Christ. The law of sacrifice, the brazen serpent Moses raised, so all they had to do was look up and be healed from the fiery serpents. The dramatic writings of Isaiah, who gives us many titles of Christ. Isaiah 9, 6-7 For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In only two verses, Isaiah gives us six titles of Christ. Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of hosts. It was Christ who gave Moses the Ten Commandments. The above images speak of the pre-mortal Christ. The images in the New Testament speak of the mortal Messiah. Perhaps we should start with the angel Gabriel. First, he appeared to Zacharias in the temple. Zacharias and his wife were childless and beyond childbearing age. Yet Gabriel revealed to Zacharias that they would bear a son, John, later called John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of Christ. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Gabriel refers to Christ as the just and the Lord. Next, Gabriel visits the Virgin Mary. Luke 1, 26-35 And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord of God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. 
and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Gabriel also refers to Christ as Jesus, the Son of the Highest, and the Son of God. Luke's story of the birth of Christ has touched billions of lives. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke 2, 4-7 Only four verses describe that remarkable event, and the focus suddenly turns to the shepherds watching their flocks by night. That glorious event has been heralded in songs and art for centuries. Luke 2, 8-14 And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angel referred to the babe born in Bethlehem as a Savior and Christ the Lord. Though I only quoted seven verses, the story of the shepherds married 13 verses. We have other witnesses. We have the witness of the devout Simeon and the prophetess Anna. In addition, we have the wise men of the East who brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and worshipped the child. In reality, though the stories have been repeated for over 2,000 years, there were only a few witnesses of his birth, and it is from those witnesses we gain our knowledge of the sacred birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Mary and Joseph had to take the Christ child to Egypt to escape the wicked Herod, but we know nothing of that sojourn. We hear again of the Christ child when he was twelve, where he confounded the scribes, but we know little of his growing up. We know him best from the three years of his ministry beginning at age thirty. First, we learn of his baptism. Matthew three thirteen through seventeen. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, 
when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him, and, lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God, the Father of us all, refers to Jesus as my beloved Son. In preparation for his ministry, he goes alone into the wilderness where he is tempted by Satan. Matthew 4, 2-11 And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Even Satan refers to Jesus as the Son of God. Surely, one of the greatest miracles of Christ, however, is that he was tempted in the same way we are tempted, but never gave in to temptation. He is the only perfect person to dwell in the flesh on this earth. Had he failed that test, he could not have qualified to be our Savior and Redeemer. We end part one with the words of Paul, who invites us to come boldly unto the throne of grace. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Paul gave us two more titles, a great high priest and Jesus, the Son of God. The more we know about the God we worship, the closer we feel and the greater faith we have. Please join us tomorrow as we present part two. And have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.